Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Friday edition of SWAT Radio. I'm David Gray, along with my good friend Brad Sykes. Doug McCary, as has been uh, the case the last several months, has been taking Fridays off the slacker. And, uh, <laughs> and I am so glad he's doing. No, that. absolutely, absolutely. We're we're glad you're with us, uh, Brad. It's funny. I, I I was just thinking as I was rushing in here, uh, as I'm wont to do sometimes. Um, boy, it seems like we were here like a day or two ago, and it's been a week already. already. These, these weeks just fly by for sure. But uh, January twenty seventh, hard to believe. It, it it really is. I I I. Uh, there's a lot of reasons why the verse, and I, you'll know chapter and verse, but the, the is it is it the psalm, right, that says, teach us to number our days so yes. that we may present a heart of wisdom. <laughs> but that idea that the days just go by so quickly, and it's so easy to let them get away from you. Yeah, absolutely. You know? so. And, uh, you know, I was just thinking, <clears throat> yeah, not only were we here last Friday, <clears throat> but uh, we were talking about how beautiful it was last Friday. And now we've got to learn to figure out how to do this broadcast from the golf course somehow. Today is no different. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, uh, Psalm 90 verse, mm, I don't know, somewhere. I yeah. think Psalm 90. Yeah. <clears throat> but just teach to, us, yeah. yeah. Teach us to number our days. Yeah. The idea that we just don't know. We don't know what's going to happen or how many days we have and all of that. But anyway, I had some buddies, speaking of golf, that played this morning, and I, I've I've only texted with them, but I think it was probably pretty. They went off about eight o'clock. I think it was probably low forties. It's a little chilly. Yeah, a little chilly for me. Yeah, um, I went downtown for the uh, Jacksonville Business Fellowship this morning, and uh, uh, I did not dress appropriately. Um, <clears throat> and uh, we already keep that space down there so cold to begin with, and then uh, yeah, it's a little chilly this morning. Yeah. I, you know, my bald head. For those listening, if you've not been on the website or facebook or whatever uh i have i have the most you know i have a good shape head and so i like to show it off i i can grow hair on it it just you know just not much yeah well you know i'm gonna <clears throat> it's friday so we can get one seinfeld reference <laughs> in but there's the great episode where <clears throat> elaine's dating a guy that is bald and he's right. a well-known character actor he's been in other things you'd recognize him but he but he shaves his head for his swim team and then just keeps it that way because he likes the way he looks. Mm -hmm. But then he decides he's going to grow out his hair for Elaine because she sees his driver's license picture with hair on it. But then when he grows it in, he has a lot of bald spots. He's showing pattern baldness, you know, and he freaks <laughs> out and screams in the mirror, I'm bald, even though his, yeah. his head has been shaved for years. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, anyway. my my, uh, my boys always made fun of me having, you know, bald head. And I didn't have. I, mean, I was wondering when I actually started noticing that I was losing my hair. Mm -hmm. um, I was well. It was in my mid thirties, and uh, it was kind of a shocker. I was like, I, I could. It was in a three way mirror, and I saw the back of my head, and I went, "What's going on back there?" And uh, anyway, so I, I kind of teased my boys. Hey, you know, one yeah. day, yeah. Well, Jake, you know, my son who lives in New York City. He's fully bald. Yeah. And just in, embraces right. it. And, uh, and I love it. And, and, and my son, Ben, who's always just had this full head of hair, 
let me tell you, he's getting thin too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, so. it's funny that you say all that. I, I still have a decent amount of you hair. You do. Yeah. But, but there are some spots where it's getting thin. <laughs> and, and I noticed it the same way you did. Where I, it was something like a three way mirror. But my wife will catch me every once in a while taking my phone and taking a selfie of the top of my head <laughs> so I can see what's going on oh. up there. But, but I, if I say to my middle son, Kevin, who has a lot of hair. I don't think he'll have a problem, but I say, oh, yeah, I notice a few spots. He says, well, you had a good run. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, riveting radio. Yeah, I was going to say, we, we, we are bad. Vanity, vanity, <laughs> Ecclesiastes 1, 2 through 11, all is vanity. There you go. Um, yeah, I, I, I try to find the, the positives in it all. Um, I think I, I don't know if I shared this with you. I you know, uh, so oftentimes on the breaks, uh, Doug and I end up chatting up about books we're reading. And I'm reading a book right now. You know me. I always got some book I'm promoting. And I I, I say this all the time. In fact, I was just texting with a good friend of mine who's just come out with a new book. And I'll probably have him on the air in the next three or four weeks. And he's written a book. But even this good friend of mine, I'm not going to promote his book till I've read the book. Uh, but anyway, all that to say, I'm I'm about finished with a book by Jeremy Burroughs. It was written in the 1600s, and it's a, a culmination of sermons that he did, and it's been revised to to be more readable for mm-hmm. us, you know, for yep. my uneducated self. And uh, it's a book on Christian contentment. Mm. And I realized just this week I was sharing with Vicky how much of a grumbler I am, you know, how discontent we are, you know, and uh, I I was sharing with that with some guys this morning about being a person who is grateful for what Mm -hmm. you've got. Right. And you look around and you think, look at all that we have. Yep. And, uh, and, and and I'm glad you said that too, because it, it, it does have to be intentional that we do that because no matter what kind of situation you're in, right, even when you know you're in compared to other parts of the world or mm-hmm. whatever it is that we have so much mm-hmm. so much material blessing, right, in your day-to-day life, no matter what your situation, everybody has problems, right? Yes. And everybody yep. has issues, and it doesn't matter what your financial circumstances or this or that. You, you, so it's easy, and I'm right there with you, it's easy to grumble and complain and, and feel resentment or feel irritability. And, and yeah, I, it, I catch myself with that all the time. I have to be intentional mm-hmm. or God has to bring me up short and yeah. say, wait a minute. Yeah. What, what are you complaining about? Well, <laughs> in fact, I, we went back and we were looking at uh, Acts four verse 32. I'll just read it real quick. And then I want to just make one quick comment uh, commentary. It says, now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul, and I'm reading ESV, and no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, mm. but they had everything in common, verse 33, and with great power the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as were owners of lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds, and what was sold and laid it at the apostles' feet. It was distributed to each as any had need. Anyway, w- there was so much in there that we got to talking about. And 
you know, the tendency is to, and you've, you and I have been to the Philippines together. I've been to India. I've been to many of our listeners. There's probably been all around the world where you realize, wow, we really have it good. Mm-hmm. Christian contentment isn't going, wow, we could be those people. Right, exactly. That's Christian a great point. contentment yep. is recognizing you don't own a darn thing, mm. but by, but we have received grace. Right. And and to your point, David, the importance of renewing your mind in that truth. Yeah. What we've been given, and I don't know. This this week, I've just, you know, I know I can. I I pulled my laptop up here because you we were talking about kind of what's going on in the news. I haven't really listened to much in the news, and honestly, over the last couple of years, my news my news intake has mm-hmm. gone down about ninety yeah. percent. Yeah, I, I'm in. I'm there with you because yeah. it makes me grumble. Yeah, you know, it just makes me discontent. Yeah, not only discontent, but I find just that that stress level going up and I'm <clears throat> and I'm way too focused. You know, I realized how many mornings and I still struggle with this. How many mornings when I go in and and I it's a good lesson make my devotional time and and time for prayer in a room other than in my little office mm-hmm. where my computer is. Yeah. Because I go in and I'm often tempted and often do this where I'm looking at headlines mm-hmm. before I'm looking at God's word yeah. or before yeah. I'm spending time with him. Yeah. And that's not a good recipe. That's, that's, a, <clears throat> and when I, and, and you start reading those headlines and then you start to feel whether, you know, to use the expression, whether it's your blood boil or you feel your right. your stress level go up yeah. or, or to your point, you, you become discontent. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that, <clears throat> that, that point about we don't own anything. Yeah. It's coming to yeah. that realization that, um, is, is, and, and and that is so exhibited in that passage you read about the early church there in Acts four. Well, I'm just saying, yeah. Uh, one heart and soul, and no one said that any. No one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own. Mm. Now, how did they get there? Yeah. How did they come to the reality that all, that whether it's a land or house or car or clothes or health mm. or whatever, none of it's our own. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody had to teach him that. Yeah. And, and and also what I was thinking of this earlier and lost my train of thought, which is very easy for me <laughs> to do. But you know, when when Jesus said to the to the disciples and to the crowds, you know, about being worried, right? About all the things that the pagans run after. Mm-hmm. You know, don't worry about what you'll wear or what you'll eat or where you'll live. But seek first the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. For your father knows you need all these yeah. things. But, so yeah. seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things. Basically what he's saying is he'll, God will take care of those. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that, those people in the early church, that's got to be part of why they were able to do what they did yeah. is that they truly yeah. believed what Jesus said about yeah. that. Yeah. And well, do we? And I, I actually why? I made this comment. It's a totally not an accurate – it's probably accurate. So – what I'm going to say, it's going to make sense, but it's not an excuse. I could easily say, well, they aren't as they weren't as distracted as we are. Mm. You, know, you talk about getting focused in the morning. My wife and I have just completely stopped checking our phones in the morning. Yeah. Usually, we would get up. Yeah. First thing we would do is check our phones. Right. What emails come in, and then and then move on with our day. But there could be an email that comes over that just works me up. Sure. And I'm not giving everything I've got to God yeah. in the morning. Great so. point. We're going to take our first break. Glad you're with us. Call us at 844-777-7928. 
If you have a question or a comment, and we would love to hear from you, we'll be right back on SWAT Radio. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com If you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles If you've been hearing the same old voice of the same old lies If you're trying to feel the same old holes inside There's a better life There's a better life If you got pain Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. Glad you're with us. David Gray and Brad Sykes here on Friday. Uh, what is it? January 27th. You were saying that at the top of the show. And we are live in Jacksonville, Florida, um, doing our kind of little different format here for Fridays where we're um, kind of looking at the passage that Doug and, and Brad have been looking at during the week and maybe a little different slant on it, just taking tackling it from a discipleship or a, a standpoint whether you're discipling someone else or or just just trying to learn it yourself mm-hmm. um, kind of <clears throat> using four questions uh, what jumps out at you about the text what uh, who do you identify with in the text and why what does the text teach us about God and about people and finally the most important question so what what are, what are we going to do how are we going to live differently because uh, we've been in God's Word and hopefully been changed by God's Word. So we're trying to approach the text uh, on Fridays, kind of using those four questions as our as our uh, outline. Yeah, I'm reminded of John, <clears throat> I think it's John 17, 17, that says, Jesus said, sanctify them in your truth, your word is truth. Mm-hmm. We are to be sanctified, but we are sanctified positionally, but we're being sanctified. Yes. We're being sanctified as not just as we read the text, that we read the truth, but we allow that truth to transform us. Yes. Uh, to your point. So what? Okay. So what are you going to do with what you've heard? Yeah. I can't tell you how many times in my life I have, especially as a kid who was brought up in the church, yeah. reading passages or hearing passages and then talk about the expression you know in one ear and out the other you know like a wind tunnel there between my ears i've still been accused of that but but you know just so often not and the bible talks about that you know when we do that it's like we're like a guy who looks in the mirror and walks away and immediately forgets forget what he looks like Mm -hmm. forgets what he looks like and uh 
So this idea of we're not just reading it as a checklist. We're not just reading it to say, okay, I did my did my devotions mm-hmm. for today. I'm I'm a good person. We're we're reading it to know God first and foremost, to know what He has to say to us, to know truth, like you said, because mm-hmm. it is truth. Mm-hmm. And to you know, to be able, we've said this a million times. Right, Doug has said this. We've got to know the scriptures to discern falsehood. Absolutely. <clears throat> and then to be to your point to. So what? How do we live differently? What do I need to change based on what God's Word says? We were talking about it going into the break, about just learning. And I cannot believe that I'm just now disciplining myself to do this. But when I get up at 5, 530, um, I used to always go to my phone. It was like the first thing I did. Mm-hmm. Just to see, did, did I get a text overnight? Did I get an email overnight I need to look at? Nobody cares, <laughs> you know, and uh, and Vicky really challenged me, said, why don't we commit to not even looking at our phones until yeah. after we've had our, our morning time together? Yeah. yeah, And it has been so refreshing because it's allowed me to stay alert and to stay focused on what it is we're reading. Yeah. We, we read books. We 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 memorize the scriptures. We do. We read the scriptures. And, I mean, you think about, depending on what you've kind of started your day off with, you know, it could be a funny text or a funny email or something. You know, people go to social media as the first thing they go to. Why don't we hold off on that Mm -hmm. and then give that time to the Lord? Because what I found in me is I can be very easily distracted. Uh, Vicky always looks at me and says, squirrel. I, I, I am a squirrel guy. <laughs> when you said I can be so easily distracted, I almost gave you the, I'm sorry, what'd you say? <laughs> well, of Romans 12, too. Do not be conformed to this world. Right. It says, be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. Yeah. That by testing, I think there's a key point, testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Mm. Where yeah. are we renewing our mind? Right. I, I say this a lot. You are renewing your mind today. Absolutely. There's no question about it. It's just a matter of where. Yeah. And, you know, your your point about – I want to maybe talk about this for a minute, and hopefully this is useful and, and interesting to people listening. But let's face it. When you are used to looking at your phone immediately or – like I talked about my, with myself, jumping online and looking at headlines, right, mm-hmm. before I even mm-hmm. – when you don't do that or you try to stop doing that a little bit, there's an anxiety there, right? <laughs> and it's, and that should be a lesson to us mm-hmm. that something's not right. I always say to my kids, how did I ever live all those years with, with no drive-thrus <laughs> at restaurants, with no ATM machine – you right? really are old. I am wicked old, as we'd say in Massachusetts. Wicked old. Um, how did how did we live yeah. without all those things? Mm-hmm. And, and and I've argued, and look, I'm guilty of the stress of some of these modern convenient, more modern conveniences, right? Technology, technological conveniences. But when you think about all the years, you didn't have these things. We didn't have cell phones, computers, mm-hmm. ATMs. I mean, the simple things we take for granted now. Yeah. <clears throat> and you know what? All these things in a lot of ways have made life more complicated, <laughs> not less complicated. Well, you think about uh, contentment, what we kind of started off talking about, this contentment. So much of what we see visually uh, that, that we're exposed to 
makes us discontent. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm not an anti-social media guy. I'm on social media. Right. But I realize how easy it is. I mean, the fact of the matter is, I call it, you know, Facebook is like it's the trophy case of your life. It, and it's the highlights. It's not the lowlights, you know. I mean, for the most right. part. Nobody's right. getting on there going, man, today you should have been around when I was around. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just, you know, it, whether it's you're posting your newest car you bought or your newest house or, you know, your kid just won this or and, and I'm guilty. An interesting yeah. dessert you got at your meal <laughs> exactly. at the restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for not doing that. <laughs> anyway, I mean, well, I, I, it sounds negative. I'm not trying to be negative. I, I agree with you. I yeah. think what we are exposed to through technology and these devices that we have, man, we got to be careful. In fact, uh, I don't know if you listened to the interview Doug did yesterday with uh, I did uh, not. Jay I did not yet, but I'm going to go yeah. back and listen to it. And that. I have not listened to it. I've, we've had him on before, and it's just been incredibly um, enlightening, um, just in a in a really sad way, in, in many ways, just how the pornography industry has infiltrated in every aspect of our lives yeah. you know i mean if you allow it and i mean that's the thing so these devices that we carry around in our pockets it makes it so much easier yeah right. we have access to right. that kind of stuff yep. and so much of what i'm dealing with when i'm discipling younger guys it's a real struggle sure you know sure uh, well, can you turn it off yes you can turn it off yeah. um but once it gets in there yeah it the damage is done yeah I read once, and, 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 you know, this is something maybe for another program, and I'd love to get into this sometime, but, you know, I think every guy, if they're honest, has dealt with this one way or the other, some some worse cases than others. And, you know, I've certainly had struggles with it over the years. And um, and I read, I remember reading years ago where they've done, um, you know, they do studies on, on in animals about how, like, the mother <clears> – <throat> imprints on Mm -hmm. whether it's newborn ducks or monkeys or whatever it is but they say that you know looking at pornography will imprint in your brain and literally change your body chemistry in Mm. some ways because you experience something like a drug right within your body and and that those images especially if you see them at a young age will imprint and make it and, and, and so again this is a topic probably for another another program where we can spend more time with it but but um i would just add to your point about technology is think about when you and i speaking of being old were kids looking at stuff like that was at least a little bit of a challenge oh yeah you had to you had to work at it to get it right now are you kidding me yeah what these kids are growing up with and how a click of a button well i mean it could be it could be the super bowl halftime (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. I mean, honestly, yeah. a lot of what's out there today would have been deemed pornography yeah, right. 30 years ago. Right. And, uh, and just, and, and yeah, one of the reasons I brought that up is the interview yesterday. Uh, I just encourage you to go listen to the interview yesterday. If you uh, have not downloaded the SWAT app, download SWAT radio app, you can Pull it up there. You can go on the website, SWATradio.com, listen to past broadcasts, and you can listen to the interview that Doug did yesterday with Jay. And, and I think and, he titled it Living Without Lust. Yes, right. yeah. Well, and, and there, in fact, a week from today. So one of the things um, 
I think we tend to come into sin and uh, and think, I got this. Well, the reality is when it comes to pornography, drugs, you don't got this. Mm-hmm. And you need help. Right. And even if you may say, well, I don't really struggle with that with it that much. There's a there's a a um, event going on. In fact, here at the Salem Center next Friday, February third, at six thirty. That's seventy two thirty five Bonneville Road, here in Jacksonville, Florida, at six thirty p.m. Uh, program Living Without Lust. It's a local nonprofit. It's inviting you and other leaders, therapists, and healing professionals to. It's a dinner and a conversation with Matt Winger, um, who's with Boulder Recovery. And so I just want to encourage, if you if you as a disciple maker are experiencing people that you're discipling and this is a, an issue, come to this. Yeah. Uh, bring your spouse, whatever. Um, I just highly encourage and, you. And to is be a it part also on the fourth? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, I think so. Yeah. yeah maybe the, the third. Thing? The third might be the thing for leaders yeah, that you're I think talking you're right. about. And then there's a general conference. I think for anybody on the fourth uh, from nine to four thirty. Also at the Salem Perfect. Center. Yeah. Perfect. We can't sweep this stuff under no. the rug. We need to deal with it. Well, and one of the issues with with this topic is it is so. Uh, it, it causes people in many respects to be so full of shame mm-hmm. and, and nobody wants to admit it or talk about it. It's a very difficult thing. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm in that group. I've mm-hmm. been there and mm-hmm. I, I don't, you know, it's a tough thing to, to, to talk about and to deal with. But somebody once said to me, the more light you pour on something, and I'm not saying That's you right. stand up in the Sunday announcements, you know, in your right. morning worship service and, right. and, and talk about this. But when you find, a few trusted people, especially at, you know, guys mm-hmm. finding other guys that they can talk to and be real with, it's incredibly important. Well, we're told in the scriptures, confess sin, confess your sin one to another. Right. Boy, that's that's an area we don't do. Yeah, very so you'll often. be healed. That's right. On to that's say. right. So, yep. All right. Well, we are going to take a break at the bottom of the hour here for the news. And when we get back, we're going to get into our passage today, which is Acts 20, verses 13 to 21. And uh, we'd love for you to call us at 844-777-7928 if you have a comment or a question. And we will be right back after the news. Stay with us. Sykes with you here on our Friday edition of the SWAT radio program. I would love for you to call us if you have a question or a comment on anything that we discussed during the hour at, at we can be reached at 
888-900-7928. And we were talking before the break about an upcoming conference, Living Without Lust, here for next weekend at the Salem Center. And, Brad, I know you wanted to yeah, no, mention I, a couple I, I more things. I think just in light of what we've been kind of talking about, going back to this idea of contentment to start off with, you know, what is it we're renewing our mind in the importance of being alert when we are working our way through a passage. That's why even what we'll do today and what we do on Fridays here is we take the text that we've been studying and we really want to zero in and and address the four questions that we're getting at. And so I think in light of this idea of renewing your mind, it is very easy in our society, in our culture, to be distracted. And uh, it, listen, I'm guilty. I can get distracted really easily. I can even be so distracted, David, that I can't go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And uh, absolutely, and that, that's a real problem. And we we know that pornography is a it it's probably the biggest issue, at least among men. But w- what you what we're finding out is this is highly addictive mm. and women are falling prey to this yeah. this temptation as well and so this conference uh, next friday and saturday friday i think it sounds like it's really more for those who are you know possibly therapist leaders maybe disciple makers uh, maybe you need to come to that and uh, there's a dinner provided and then i think on the fourth on saturday it's a almost an all-day deal yeah that i think would be for anybody who wants to come you don't have yeah. to be in <clears throat> in you know a, a therapist or, or counseling type position you just might want to come because yeah. you want to come yeah. so one other event i want to just mention I, I i put this stack of these things up here and i keep forgetting to mention you sound that. like rush limbaugh <clears throat> with your stack exactly stack of stuff yeah i gotta like have all the papers moving <laughs> and all that which is kind of the case most of the time when i come in here but uh on saturday february 25th uh there's the uh National Men's Equipping Conference. It's the Iron Sharpens Iron, and uh, they're they're having a conference here in Jacksonville on Saturday, February 25th from 8.30 in the morning till 5 at night at Mandarin Presbyterian Church. You know that church well, 2501 Loretta Road in Jacksonville. If you're interested, listen, this, this is a great event. It's just a one-day event. You've been to them. I've been to them. I really enjoy these. Nothing against those long weekends. It's just a, it's a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And uh, go to ironsharpensiron.net, and you can sign up there and get registered for that. And, and you're uh, doing a breakout group. So tell us what your – give us a little tease on what your breakout group well, is. Well, so let's see. I'm looking at this. So I am doing a breakout session called Becoming a Man of the Word. Uh, not a man of your word, mm-hmm. a man of the word. Mm-hmm. And uh, – Anyway, I'm just going to I'm really going to talk about the value of the word of God being in you. Yeah. Not just uh not just in your head uh although it should be there. It it's really making the 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 move from your head to your heart and then from your heart to your hands. Yeah. Yeah. And ultimately as we you even mentioned it earlier in this broadcast, our last question that we're going to get into today is so what? Yeah. Okay, you, this has gone into your ears. It's gotten into your head. It may have even gotten down to your heart, but it's got to come out yeah. in your life. Right. It's got to. It's it has to impact the way you live life. Yep. And uh, if you're going to be a man of the word, you you got to be in it. Yep. 
I love the phrase, God, God saves us or takes us as we are when he saves us, but he doesn't leave us Praise as God. we are. He's, he's in the process of changing us. And that's that. I have a friend who always says uh, each week when we study, he has one big boy theological term. He calls it the BBTT. So <laughs> sanctification, right? This idea that God is throughout our lifetime changing us to conform us to the likeness of Jesus. Aren't and, you glad he isn't leaving us the way we were? Because the reality is you would have, you would not be attracted to the gospel yeah, yeah. if you saw my life 30 right. plus years ago. Right. And that's a big, that was a big change in my, in God giving me more understanding was that, you know, for too long a time I thought, well, as long as I believe my life doesn't have to change that much, but the natural outworking of true faith is that our life will change, not not so that we earn our salvation. Yeah. We always want to be clear about that, but that our life changes as evidence of what God has done to regenerate our hearts. And and so anyway, that's that's always. I, I don't think we can ever be reminded of that too much. Yeah. So yeah. Well, we Romans eight twenty nine eight twenty eight is great. We know He works all things out for good to those who are called according to His purpose. Well, his purpose in verse 29, that we'd be transformed right. into the image of Christ. And right. uh, that's going to happen through his word. So with that said, we're in Acts chapter 20, yep. verses 13 through 21. As you mentioned, uh, Doug and I have been working through this this week. You had the privilege last week of teaching this text I did. at the Mandarin study. I did. And uh, so I'm sure you've got a lot to say about this passage. <laughs> But yeah. uh, why don't I go ahead and sure. read it? I'll sure. read it, and then and then, although I probably ought to give these to you, there's some pretty challenging uh, uh, <laughs> names in here. Vic and I have been. Uh, uh, Vic and I are working our way through Genesis. Wow! Yeah, like I forgot all these words, the that, genealogies you know, and everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, follow along if you have a if you have a Bible. If not, just listen up, and then David and I will work through this text. Uh, we are in Acts chapter 20, beginning in verse 13. It says, but going ahead to the ship, we set sail for Assos, intending to take Paul aboard there, for so he had arranged, intending himself to go by land. And when he met us at Assos, we took him on board and went to Mytilene. And sailing from there, we came, to, we came the following day opposite Chios. The next day, we touched at Samos. And the day after that, we went to Miletus, for Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus so that he might not have to spend time in Asia, for he was hastening to be at Jerusalem, if possible, on the day of Pentecost. Now from Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church to come to him. And when they came to him, he said to them, You yourselves know how I live among you the whole time from the first day that I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials that happened to me through the plot of the Jews, how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house. May God bless the reading of his word. Actually, let me read that 21. Yeah, I think that's, that's part, part of it. Text yep. Too. Yep. Uh, testifying both to Jews and to Greeks of repentance toward God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm, amen. Yeah, a lot, lot there, and 
just as a by way of reminder, this is the next section after Paul had his final kind of meeting with the disciples and and the the elders, um, or or one of them, where he had the disciples at Troas, and and Eutychus falls out the window mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. because Paul goes on for a long time and 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 all of that, and then and then the, you know what? And again, I know this is review, but what struck me there was again. I think we talked about this how little how little space Luke gives to that account. He just says what happened. Yeah. Paul healed yeah. them, and then, then then they went on with the sermon. He kept preaching yeah, and kept eating, preaching. and uh, it was a, it was an all-nighter, yep. it sounded like. Yep. But, yep. Uh, but uh, any, any, anyway, what in terms of what jumped out at me there in that passage that you just read, um, and, and I'm sure you and Doug talked about this probably a little bit during the week, but that Paul, first of all, intentionally walked, right? Mm-hmm. He, he didn't go on the ship with them, uh, with Luke, when they set sail for, for Asos from Troas. Um, but Paul uh, had arranged, basically, to walk. Mm-hmm. And and that, you know, think about Jesus going off to be by himself at yeah. times, right? Jesus did that a lot. And and I think, you know, you and I were talking about contentment. <laughs> we, we As I get older, I understand that better. Yeah. I want to be alone with God, mm. and when I'm not, I miss it, and my day just doesn't feel right, right. and and I know that I'm trying to do things kind of in my own power. And yeah. I think Paul yeah. <clears throat> probably was had that in mind to, to, by making that walk. Yeah, that, it's interesting, I mean, that you bring that up, because I really enjoy it. In fact, we, you know, I make a lot of road trips in a given year, and uh, I love to drive. Mm-hmm. You know, I love being in the car with my wife, having conversations, even if I'm alone, just the time maybe to listen to a sermon or a right. podcast. I'm, I like that. And maybe, yeah, maybe Paul was like that, uh, wanting to walk. I think there's some other things within that that he's redirected. You know, we're redirected oftentimes in life. And uh, and Paul just goes along with it. I think what's there's a lot that stands out in in this text to me, and obviously we worked through the passage primarily looking at verse 17, 18, 19, 20, and 21, but I think what's what's fascinating to me is he skips past Asia, gets to where he's going, and then calls for the guys in Asia, Mm -hmm. Ephesus. Right. Bring the elders, let them come, and when they came to him, he says to them, you yourselves know. It's not that just that you heard how I lived, you know how I lived among you the whole time. From the first day I set, set foot mm-hmm. in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and tears, so humility, compassion, and with trials that happened to me through the plots of the Jews. You know, our lives are going to be evidenced as we, you know, live our time here. As, as we experience trials and hardship, we're going in to, in those scenarios, people, you're going to get to see my life. I get to see your life as you experience hardship. Yep. Well, Paul certainly experienced some hardship. Here these elders show up, and he says, you haven't just heard about it. You know me because yep. you lived with me. Yeah. I think what's to that end, I think what's really interesting is, Reading this in Acts and Luke's account of Paul living in Ephesus and being among them, 
it has to change how we read the letter to the Ephesians mm-hmm. later, right? Mm-hmm. And and thinking about what you just said, how much Paul loved these guys and demonstrated that love on a daily basis. Yeah. And he walked, he put his money where his mouth was, right? I mean, he... They, his life, there was no credibility gap. Yeah, you know, no, as, exactly. as you guys probably talked about. Yeah, so. exactly. Anyway, we're going to take our last break of the day, another fast hour. Call us at 844-777-7928. We'll be back to continue in this text in a moment. This program has the potential to reach millions of men, men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts, and truck rental, and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Welcome back to SWAT Radio, everyone. David Gray and Brad Sykes uh, joining you for our last segment here on SWAT Radio. And we have been looking at Acts chapter 20, verses 13 to 21. And we just kind of hit our first question about what stands out to us from the text. And we briefly talked about the fact that, first of all, Paul doesn't sail initially with Luke and the rest from Troas to, to Asos, but he um, he walks, and that was intentional. Uh, and just this idea that we need to spend time alone with God and whether it's, you know, in the morning in our devotional or, you know, whether it's on a walk or long car rides, Brad, as you said. And, and, and but the idea that, you know, we need to be recharged and changed by being in God's presence and in his word. And then Brad was talking about how Paul, um, in, in talking to the elders and the leaders, talked about how they they saw every day how he lived, that his mm-hmm. life matched up with what he preached and the importance of that in our lives <clears throat> and that those things are, you know, there's a lot, like you said, Brad, that really stands out in this passage. But but now we wanted to move on to maybe, you know, what does the passage teach us about about God and, and what does it teach us about people? So, well, your thoughts. It, yeah, you know, it, it's hard. I, I think in one statement I'm going to make, it speaks of man, but it speaks of God. And when you know Paul, and we've been working, we've been in Acts for a year and a half, I think. Paul comes on the scene. Here's this guy who is brutally going after Christians, 
And just the depravity of man, the depravity of Paul, the wickedness of Paul and his attempt to, you know, quiet the Christians, he experiences Christ. He is saved Mm. on the road to Damascus. And so on one hand, you have this Paul, Saul at the time, converted and what God can do in a man's life. Uh, to me, that's just mind-boggling, and that's why I think that text, that that part where he says, you yourselves know how I lived among you. The whole time, from the first day that I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility, with tears, trials that happened to me through the, the plot of the Jews. Well, go read Acts. Go see the plot that the Jews had toward Paul. It was not an easy road. Mm-hmm. And yet he says, this is why, I, mean, I I still remember when Doug asked me if I would do radio with him six years ago. I thought, that's about the last thing I need to be doing is talking. You know what I mean? I want to live a life mm-hmm. that is evidence that God has done a work in me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. not uh, saying we shouldn't, because, hey, sorry to interrupt no, you there, okay. but, but the fact is, he says, how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable. Yeah. Yep. So it wasn't just, hey, I lived a certain way, but I didn't hold back. I didn't shrink back. I declared to you all that was profitable. Yeah. And later on, we're going to see in the next section where he refers, I think it refers back to Ezekiel, where basically he says, and I'm not guilty of your blood. Meaning exactly. if you don't respond to what I said, I didn't hold back. I told you the full counsel of God and right. the full counsel of the gospel. You know, what you said, though, a couple things about the radio Um one of the things that has been a great benefit to me and you guys, you have, and I have talked about this and you and Doug have probably talked about this, but there's nothing, there's, there's no way to learn something than by teaching it or, 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 or having to talk about it. And, and you know, this is a form of teaching, right? Mm-hmm. When, especially, you know, when you and Doug are here on Monday through Wednesday, you, you guys are teaching from the text and you, you and I are having a little more of a conversation and talking about maybe how to do this in a, in a discipleship setting. But I've also been impacted in my life from the standpoint of I can't tell you how many times I might be tempted from what we might consider major sins to, mm-hmm. to minor things and thought to myself, I don't want to be somebody who gets in on the radio, for example, and talks about these things and then is living a different way. Mm-hmm. Now, am I mm-hmm. always adhering yeah. to everything we talk about in here? Absolutely not. I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I am flawed. All right, Jeremy, shut his mind off. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) exactly. But I can't – there have been so many times, and Mm. not just through being on SWAT radio, but being in a Sunday school class, just talking to somebody one-on-one. Whatever it is, I don't want to be somebody who says one thing with my mouth and then just acts totally differently Mm -hmm. you know when Mm -hmm. i'm out of here and that's been a great benefit to me the the reminder of these things that we talk about how it how it is to impact my my daily life and god uses all these god uses our brothers and sisters and the spirit works through our brothers and sisters to to change us that's one of his vehicles of change so um the other thing that that i learned i think about god in this is that is that Paul in that speech and I and I love the fact that Doug pointed out that this is the only speech or sermon to the church mm-hmm. of Paul's mm-hmm. that 
that all his other sermons are to the crowds, if you will, and to yeah. the Jews. And, right. But this is here. We don't see Paul the evangelist. We see Paul the pastor teacher, mm-hmm. and that God cares for his people through pastor teachers right through these shepherds um and and you see the earnestness and you can almost hear the care and the earnestness in paul's voice as he talks here about living among you and and suffering and, and preaching through tears and trials and and all kinds of different suffering and and it made me think ultimately of you know in john um in John 10, right, where, where Jesus says, I am the good shepherd, mm. right? And and he has under shepherds, right, right? that right. Are, are not perfect. They're right. not Jesus, but we are to be like <clears throat> Jesus. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is the good shepherd, and his sheep know his voice. Yeah. And the fact that God cares for us so much that he provides um caretakers, if you will, for the flock, and that and that that's the way, you know, they're an extension, and, and we are an extension of Christ, what that's he was right. doing as, a, as the good shepherd. For God so. so loved the world that he gave his only son. In the same way, God so loved you and I that he gave us his word, he gave us his spirit, right. he gave us teachers, he gave us men to surround our lives with uh, for the purpose of not that we would work our way to heaven, but that our lives would be transformed, that we would be sanctified by his word. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we rejoice in the in the reality. And I think for me, you know, kind of my so what moment as I look through this passage is, you know, Paul's coming to the end of his life. This is probably this is the last time he's going to get to visit with these elders before he goes to Jerusalem and is ultimately killed. He knows that somehow he knows that's happening. I mean, he's somebody's told him he's going to, you know, he's going to suffer. And uh, and he calls for these guys, these key men in his life so that he can speak to them kind of one last time. Mm -hmm. And it makes me realize that you and I won't be here forever, Uh, you know, sooner than later, probably. And, and the reality is, who is around us who has not just heard us talk? Because I think about my children, or I think about guys that I speak with. They're not going to remember as much what I spoke about as how I lived. Exactly. And yeah. Paul lived what he taught. You know, mm-hmm. he, he walked the talk, as they say. Yep, yep. No, I think that 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 is a huge takeaway from this, right? And it's very similar to what I was saying in a in maybe a more roundabout way about I don't want to be somebody who says one thing and lives, lives a different way. Now, again, I'm never going to, I'm never going to match up in my behavior exactly to the standard, right. Mm -hmm. Of, 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 of God's word. But, but hopefully I'm different than I was 10 years ago and five years ago. And, and my, and our life is, is a witness to Christ, right. The power of God to change hearts and change lives and that's a great point you made. People are going to remember way more how we were, how we acted, yeah. how we lived than what we said. Well, at your funeral, what what do you want them to say about you? Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, I want them to say I was a good father, good husband, all those things. I want them to say they saw Christ in me. Yeah. And we know nobody humbled themselves. Paul says he humbled himself, but nobody humbled themselves more than Christ. Yeah. Laid down his life for the sheep. Yeah, that's absolutely. what he says. And 
the other thing that kind of was a so what for me was the, the last verse that you read, 21, about that Paul testified to both Jews and Greeks of repentance toward God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And this idea of repentance, first and foremost for me, that there's repentance unto life where God saves us, Mm -hmm. right? And that's all of God. God regenerates our heart. He gives us the the scales fall off our eyes, the plugs come out of Mm -hmm. our ears, and we're able to understand and and repent in that repentance unto life moment, if you will. Correct. Um, that where God saves us and justifies us and declares us not guilty, but that repentance is an ongoing is an ongoing um, yeah. act. Yeah, and and not to regain our salvation no. as we've talked no. about, but to clear up our relationship with God. And and I always think of the passage where Jesus is washing the disciples' feet, and Peter says, "You're not going to do that for me." <laughs> And Jesus says, if I don't do it, you don't have any part in me. Yeah. And Peter says, well, then give me a bath, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and Jesus says, you don't need a bath. You're yeah. already clean. There's repentance unto life. There's regeneration. There's justification. You're already clean. Correct. But you need your feet cleaned up yeah. on a regular basis yeah. because we're mucking around down here. <laughs> right. <laughs> and and I need I need <clears throat> that just like, just like if I – did something to sin against you, we'd have to get that straightened out before Ab- we could sit here and, abs- and talk on and the have, radio. And have fellowship. Exactly. God, it's the we same w- with God. Yeah, we, 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 God wants to have fellowship with yeah. us. Not a one-time transaction. Yes, repentance unto life. But Matthew 3, 8 says, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. Right, right. We're going to bear fruit. We're going to be repenting constantly. And Doug talks about that a lot. Repent quickly. Yeah. Yep. Get it, get to God, get it done so you can move on and yep. not wallow Amen. in it. So, Amen. Anyway, we're glad you were with us today. We'll end on that note. Have a great weekend, everyone. And we will, Doug and Brad will be back on Monday on SWAT Radio. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual